And I cause it like I see it with my glasses on. <coughs> welcome, 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 welcome to, to I'll Tell You What. 2021 vision this year, guys. Yes. The I Tell You What sports podcast team <laughs> of Jolly John, a.k.a. Day Notice, a.k.a. your boy, a.k.a. Mr. Chief Skinny Legs, long hair, don't care, diamond dancing. Diamond dancing. <laughs> diamond dancing Dave. Oh, yeah. uh, and I got on the other side of me. You've got uh, Kyle Pritchett, a.k.a. Coconut Mike, a.k.a. Where My Draws At, a.k.a. Coffee Kid, a.k.a. Beef Yerky. Uh, Beef Yerky. <laughs> uh, coming to you live from Kennesaw, Georgia. Yes, by the way, this episode is sponsored by Girl Scout Cookies of America. <laughs> Get them while they're hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so... Uh, we got a good show coming up for you guys today. We've got NBA, Super Bowl, the end of the NFL season. Yeah, and, uh, let's put a bow on that because it was one for the record books. It was, it was. And a few other things, a little bit of NCAA, maybe a shooting too today. We'll see, guys. Um, but Kyle, before we jump into that, uh, tell me about your week. Was everything good? Yeah, yeah. Everything this past week was pretty Gucci, pretty good. Um, we actually uh, took this past weekend and drove to Mississippi okay. for my memma's 80th birthday. Achieved. <laughs> yeah, so it was actually a kind a of a house? short turnaround. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's on two right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, it's actually uh, keep her in your thoughts and prayers because we actually found out yesterday that she was feeling really weak after everybody was there. And so she went to her doctor and it turns out she has pneumonia. Ooh. So uh, we just definitely want to keep her in the thoughts and prayers. Yes, she is in my thoughts and prayers. She's actually a very nice woman. I've met her a few times. She's a nice lady. <laughs> she is. I've had Thanksgiving with you guys. Yeah, so. of course. Very, More very than nice. once. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very nice. Well, yeah, so it was good. Uh, short turnaround. We did a couple six-hour drives within a twelve or a twenty-four-hour period. So it was like <gasps> hard, hard to uh, separate the road from the car, if you know what I mean. Got you, got you. But all in you. all, it was pretty good. Got back in time to watch the Super Bowl with you. Yeah, I was about to say I was there for that, yeah. and then I was like, I'm gonna fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, what about you, man? Uh, yeah, I watched your dogs. That was fun and worked, uh, which was great seeing my uh, employees blossom, everybody. It was kind of weird. So because of Super Bowl weekend, I knew we would be busier on Sunday, but Saturday was a definite unexpected increase in volume. Mm -hmm. I will say that. So kudos to, you know, just everybody supporting their local businesses right now. So yeah. it was a blessing in disguise. But this week has been up tempo as well thus far. And I will say that probably has something to do with like maybe the weather, but I'll take it going into Valentine's Day weekend, which is good too. So I'll take all of this. <laughs> it's a blessing. But that leads me to my shout outs now. So I'm going to shout out 
Alex J. Grossman. Okay, okay. I want to shout out Crystal Grace. And I also want to shout out Christina. Christina Gratton? Yes. Wow. I'd like to shout out those three people this week. Uh, Kudos to them. Uh, And Shelly McAllister, my cousin as well. Shelly! Yeah, no shade over here. And I'm not talking about a lamp. Oh, yeah. What about uh, blinds? No. Or... Or one of those visors, either. What? <laughs> like an accounting green visor? Yeah. Where they smoke a cigarette and do... <laughs> yeah. The numbers. Crunch those numbers again. Crunch those numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's... it's Everybody deserves a good shout-out right now. Um, and I just want to keep everybody in my thoughts right now. I just feel like February is a recuperating month. January is a really hard month for a lot of people. And I just feel like all you can do from now going forward for the rest of the year is go up. So let's do yeah. it. Yeah, I'm down. The month of love, February. Mm. Your birthday's coming up too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> just like I love the rest of the episode coming up next on I'll Tell You What. Welcome, welcome back to I'll Tell You What. And uh, we got NFL on this segment, guys. So we had the Super Bowl this past weekend. Super Bowl. Super, super, super Bowl. Did you have your Campbells? Yeah, because I had a Super Bowl full of chicken noodle soup. Uh, was it chunky? Yeah, because it had the Chiefs and it had a lot of Tampa Bay oh, Buccaneers in it. Oh, man, that is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys. So uh, I'm going to give you kind of like a little synopsis of what happened, and then we'll just go a little bit more in depth. So, you might want to put your reading glasses on, guys. <laughs> so just for the record, I won my bet with Kyle, guys. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Yuck it up. Big deals. Bet is a bet is a bet. (laughs) As you like to say, bet. Bet. (laughs) The Buccaneers won 31 to 9 against the Chiefs. Uh, Yeah, but I picked the Chiefs. And I picked the Buccaneers. Yeah. And and I said the main target, the main target who got two touchdowns in that game was Gronkowski. And I called that. Rob? Yes. And I said Tom was going to throw to him. So I'll take that. In the red zone. Wow. So, call me wow. Nostradamus. Notis Dramas over here. I could like say I thought you were trying to say like no drop Sadamas. No. <laughs> Can't call the Chiefs that. No, no, no. Yeah. So guys, uh, as far as like quarters go, first quarter you had uh, seven points by Tampa Bay, three points to Kansas City. So at this point in the first quarter, you're like, okay, it's like tight. Maybe, you know, Kansas City will bounce back. Yeah, but you can kind of tell at this point that Mahomes is um, driving the struggle bus. The Kansas City star quarterback, Patrick oh. Mahomes, was missing oh. like a you-know-what. A lot of passes were at uh, receiver's feet. Yeah, and overthrown, which was uncharacteristic. Yeah. So it was a little suspect. Uh, 
and a little weird. Second quarter rolls around. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers score 14 points in this period. Uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs are only able to respond with another field goal. So they're oh. at six points at this point. The end of that first half was kind of nuts. Uh, you remember what happened, John? So the Chiefs were driving and they got stopped. And so they punted to the Buccaneers with probably like a little over a minute, like a minute and 10 or something. And so right before the end of the quarter, right before the end of the quarter, which would have been the end of the half as well. And so the Buccaneers had uh, two stops or I'm sorry, they got stopped twice. So it ended up being a third down. And for whatever reason, uh, the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid, decided to take a timeout to like uh, stop the clock, even though if he had just let the clock run, it would they would have even if they got the first down, it would have the, the half would have ran out. He was yeah. basically trying to get the ball back for some unknown reason, because when he stopped the clock, he stopped it with like 50 seconds. Yeah, left. too much time. So when he did that, he basically said, I want you guys to score again. Sure enough, they got the first down. The Buccaneers got the first down right after that. And then a couple plays later, Brady throws a bomb into the end zone for a touchdown. So what should have been zero points at the end of the half for the Buccaneers ended up being seven, worst case scenario. And that was just bad coaching decisions. I said it then, I'll say it now. These head coaches need to stop thinking with analytics and start thinking with their actual brains. What they know in their hearts and souls is – the best thing to do for their team. But I personally, I'm not going to hold Kansas City fully responsible for their behavior habits that they had during this game. You had two offensive linemen that were not in there for Patrick Mahomes, who he is usually uh, depending upon. And you have that controversy surrounding Andy Reid's son. So everybody was kind of like, I don't want to give distraction as an excuse, but kind of everybody was like, whose fault is that? That's theirs. I'm just saying, (laughs) I I don't want to. I'm sorry, officer. I didn't want to run the red light. I was distracted (laughs) by my phone. (laughs) Like what? No, I ain't giving them that out. That's their fault that they did not get the job done. They have to live with that. That's their fault. Also, Tom Brady. Also, this is the halftime show at this point. Uh, so the weekend came and he was like, I'm "Yeah, I know the Super Bowl is on the, the Super Bowl is on the weekend." I, what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> that was good. The halftime happened during the Super Bowl, which is the weekend, weekend. which makes sense, like because that's when it happened. it happened on the weekend. So who was the halftime show? The weekend. <laughs> no, they had a halftime show though. <laughs> yes, it actually was the weekend. <laughs> So they just showed shots of like random other happenings during Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> the artist known as the Weekend. Kyle. There's no artist known as the Weekend. That would be too confusing. Nobody would understand whenever people were talking about it. They'd be like, "Yeah, what are we doing this weekend?" They'd be like, "We're going to see the Weekend." Yeah, I know. <laughs> we all are, unless we die. <laughs> so uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, he has some hits, and they're good. Uh, the video, the, I, I wouldn't say video, I will just say the effects that were shown to take you into 
the world of the weekend. <laughs> we're not uh, on the weekend po- world. The weekend world. We're not on point because I definitely was like, I feel like I'm watching a five year old with a camera, like your phone running around, like, Whoa! oh my God. At points. And I'll just say, like, it just did not. I, I don't want to be mean, but I feel like my attention is always there, not because of sexuality. And I don't mean this when I say this statement as far as like women, but when women perform, they just seem to have more appeal at the Super Bowl than men do, in my opinion. Like I'm okay. like able to hold more, like maybe it's just because the artists that they select have more hits. Maybe it's just been that or just more appeal. But I just... The weekend is good. I don't think he was a good fit. Honestly, if you were going to pick another male, I actually would have picked Post Malone. I know that sounds like really goofy, but he has more hits than The Weeknd, in my opinion. Oh, so, no way. Mm-hmm. He's a better Post artist. Much better artist, in my opinion. Okay. So and, I don't know. You know, I'm not a fan of either of those guys. I, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Honestly, guys, during the halftime show, I walked the dog. <laughs> so I didn't get to see any of it. Not feeling it. So jumping forward to the third quarter, uh, Tampa Bay goes up with another 10 points and uh, Kansas City was only able to respond with three points. Mm -hmm. And this was their final scoring drive of the game. So, So, yeah. And I mean, that was, again, where we thought at halftime, oh, Mahomes is going to come out. He's going to start lighting it up. He's going to get his head on straight. Everything's going to be the same as it always has been for the Chiefs. And when he came out, it was the same formula. Um, I think one of his main issues was he, the the protection would appear to be breaking down, and okay. he would just Mahomes kept running away trying to escape. When I don't necessarily think the protection was really breaking down. If you go back and watch the game, he's running out of the pocket when his first read isn't there. He's not like Tom Brady will step up in the pocket and some weight. Yeah, some quarterbacks will step up because you want to make sure timing is everything. And if you turn around and you start running, you're going to miss your second and third reads automatically because of the time you have to spend getting out and turning around and running around. And when you do that, all the the play is broken down. The routes are now over. So it's all up to the receivers to get it done. And the Buccaneers had a great plan against that. They knew that if they got pressure, that's what Mahomes does. So they just had rules in place. Just say, hey, because they double team. Yeah, once Tyreek you see him scramble, the whole time, by the way. Yeah, yeah. When they doubled Tyreek, so he wasn't open, and they just said, "Do your rules, your your scramble rules." If he scrambles, I don't want anybody like trying to tackle him. We're gonna trust our defensive lineman to get the job done, and it worked. And it worked. And I've been saying that for a while about Mahomes. He he's very accurate when he feels comfortable, but obviously that play style was a was exposed in a big way in the Super Bowl. Yes, so. Looking forward, probably going into his third year after this Super Bowl, uh, I don't think this will be a good year for him. I think now we know how defenses will adapt and they will uh, collapse on him. So it's going to be very interesting going forward to see what the Kansas City Chiefs do. We already knew that they were going to probably reevaluate also his pay over the next five years. This just shows that he's not going to be paid that full amount that he's guaranteed. So you don't, I don't think mean, so? I don't think so. So like you went to the Super Bowl, that doesn't mean that you won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So like everybody wants a W, not an L. 
So isn't that crazy? I totally forgot he Mahomes did just get a massive contract. That's what I'm huge. Saying. Just food for thought. This is just not playing against you right and now. So like that's a pretty big pattern. People getting paid and then no longer delivering. Exactly. That's so maybe that you know pings a GM to be like, yeah, no man, are you really worth it? Like, I'll go somewhere else. And be like, okay, okay, go, go lose there. Thanks. <laughs> exactly. Just so you know, time of possession for the whole game. Uh, you had uh, thirty-one minutes and twenty-eight minutes. So uh, you had. Not a huge difference there. No, 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 no. I think it all just came down to execution. And then I will say that first half was filled with uh, calls going the Buccaneers way that generally you would never see in a game, especially a game like that. They tend to call those games a lot uh, softer. So they're not going to call a lot of pass interference or a lot of ticky tack uh, penalties. And in that first half, they were being very ticky-tack with a lot of things. And I will say that the biggest thing that stunned me watching that first half was seeing Tom Brady walk up on uh, Matthew. The Honey Badger? Uh, the Honey Badger. Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Out of LSU safety. And literally like badmouth him. And I was like, bro, why are we going to literally ignore this? I know it's uncharacteristic, but you Cannot well, ignore that. Like, and we have to say, so when he did that, when Tom Brady ran up on him and yelled at him, and Honey Badger ran away, and Tom Brady chased him and was continuing to yell at him, the flag flew and the penalty was called against, against. Tyron Matthew and not mm-hmm. Tom Brady, even though not only was he Tom Brady initiating it, he was the only participant. So if that doesn't tell you and get your antenna your antenna go up a little bit uh, about the league's feelings about how they want the game to go then you need to maybe get your head out of the sand cuz that's a that's a real thing and we saw it in the Packers game and throughout the season Brady getting a lot of preferential treatment and if I was an NFL player I would be very upset about that so that leads me to my next question for you Kyle so do you believe that Tom Brady will be returning to the Super Bowl next year? No. Okay. Do you feel that Patrick Mahomes will be returning to the Super Bowl next year? Uh, I want to say no. I mean, I don't think that that's... Uh, I actually am in agreement on both of these answers with you. I'm no and no for both of them. Generally, when you lose the Super Bowl, even if you're a good team, you have a really, really bad year the next year. It's hard to follow up a Super Bowl appearance that you lost with a good year it's something about the mentality of the team and yeah it's this generally the super bowl winner doesn't do that well either i mean they still they'll usually make the playoffs but they're not like they're more complacent and then the super bowl loser i think there's some sort of hangover that happens and they can't they can't seem to recover that mojo that they had because i think you, you put so much emotional energy into the game and when that game ends in a loss you kind of feel like what's the point you know and you try to get your routine back and up like your brain knows that you want to do better but your emotional self just it's hard to overcome that emotional hump and really play your best because you feel like you aren't the best Best. yeah (laughs) yeah agreed so have they are there any off-season moves that you've seen thus far that has shocked you anything to be expected coming in. I know that what we haven't talked about was the fact that uh, Matthew Stafford and for Jared, Jared Goff, Goff 
we, I mean, we talked about that last week, but uh, Carson Wentz is supposed to be on the trading block. Yes. So are you shocked about that as well? Um, not particularly. I mean, I know that they got rid of Doug Peterson, the head coach for Philadelphia, because Doug wanted to move on from Carson Wentz. So I did think that was a little puzzling that they fired Doug Peterson for that reason. And then now all of a sudden they still they're they're willing to get rid of get rid of Carson Wentz, which is kind of crazy. Right. Because, I mean, if you were going to do that, you should have kept Doug Peterson. He won you a Super Bowl and is actually a good coach. So you've now gotten rid of him and then you're still going to get rid of the guy that he wanted to get rid of initially. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't. So they're probably going to be scrambling in the offseason is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, and from the reports I've read, the Eagles are asking for a King's ransom in return for Carson Wentz. They want multiple first-round picks and uh, like a good player, like a, a starting quarterback. Let me tell you that Carson Wentz, if you look at his body of work the last two years, he's been like very bad, potentially the worst quarterback in the league. So I don't know how on earth they think that he would be worth that and who's going to pay that. And maybe that's their point is they're trying to say, look, we have to go with this guy. He's untradeable. That's true. Uh, I think the time has come and gone for Carson Wentz at this point. And I think this is now time for Jalen to step up. And I definitely think I salute you, Jalen. Congratulations for getting um, in on a major team and shining bright. Mm-hmm. We knew that you were good. I just want you to succeed up at the, the next level, which is this. Yeah. So please shine bright and continue to do your thing out there. Yeah, um, man. Uh, and I think that's about all I got for NFL. How about you, Kyle? You, um, I don't think I have anything else for the NFL other than, you know, I'm still keeping an eye on the draft. It's going to be interesting. A lot of moves are being talked about. Are you talking like Cardi B? Money moves. Making money moves and bloody shoes and (laughs) money, bloody shoes. So, yeah, man. Uh, Next up on I'll Tell You What, we dive into the NBA discussing how the Dallas Mavericks are going to stop playing the Natty. We'll get to it next on I'll Tell You What. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to I'll Tell You What. Kyle, we've got NBA on this segment. Yes, sir. The um, Basketball Association got to give the people what they need, a little update, a little upgrade. Yes, son. Mm. So uh, this is my favorite sport personally. Oh, yeah. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way we dribble up and down, down the court. court. <laughs> favorite play is the alley-oop. I can't remember that <laughs> But this is actually like my favorite sport, and then NFL is my number two. Okay, so, okay. I'm Don't here. call me number two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, guys, we have a, a little bit of an update. So Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, mm-hmm. has decided not because out of like hate or anything mm-hmm. for the national anthem. He just feels that it's not worth doing the national anthem, I guess you could say. He just yeah. wanted to so, skip it. So they moving forward, the Dallas Mavericks are going to not play the national anthem is that what you're saying yes okay 
So it's it's a little interesting. I mean, no harm, no foul. Like, I yeah, mean, we are an international league, and I I mean, honestly, no one's. Maybe we could reapproach this as people really come back into these <laughs> stadiums. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at this point, not worth it. Right. Just it's not like they even it. play it on the TV. broadcast. Yeah, they don't. So well, that's that was my whole thing to begin with. So like there, you know, it hasn't really been a huge outcry recently about it. So it is kind of like out of left field for me. It's like if you were going to do it, maybe like do it at the beginning of the season or when people are like really upset about it. But just to like do it out of nowhere almost feels like a PR move, which is the opposite of what you're trying to do by not doing the anthem, because by not doing the anthem, I would assume they're trying to avoid any sort of controversy because they don't want to they don't want to like make people upset by doing it or they don't or make people upset by people kneeling. But by doing it now with this weird timing, it almost feels like you're doing what you're trying to avoid, which is weird. Exactly. And they're not winning actually right now, too. So it kind of like you like you said, you're <laughs> highlighting a team that's eyebrows not- are just like going up like what? But- why now like, we don't care but like why <laughs> not not the greatest move by that team so. yeah um also what happened over our last segment or last week not segment um derrick rose got traded to knicks yeah d rose d rose he's back double so. acl tear himself <laughs> how do you feel about that uh we'll see uh how he does there i I used to not like Derrick Rose when he was on the Bulls. I never thought he was that good on that team. Uh, I think people like placed a lot of value that wasn't um, correct. Okay. It wasn't associated correctly. MVP? Yeah, I don't think he was an MVP caliber uh, point guard at his height when he was there. Um, but... On his comeback trail, I think that he's really gained the maturity and really understood the game a little bit better. And I think now, in my opinion, he's playing better than he ever has. Um, And I think it's more to do with his mental than his physical. Um, So we'll see how he does with the Knicks. I mean, honestly, dude, are the Knicks even like going to make the playoffs? It's possible. It's not impossible for them. Okay. So I actually think that was a good trade by the organization to acquire him again. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually, like you said, his maturity has come back, and I think he's actually a better balanced player and definitely can fit into the rotation over there in um, New York. I think that they were needing a little bit of veteranship, and he can definitely provide that for them and maybe actually make them a playoff caliber team. Yeah. Do I think that – longevity he will be a great fit there no Mm. but for right now maybe two years to help them like the youngsters grow into their roles and help them mature yes i think it's a a good move for them um they're they're currently ninth in the eastern conference just on the outside of the playoffs looking in and so that leads me to my next point to you kyle which will be brooklyn who has actually had three straight losses over this past uh week oh yeah so uh a lot of people are starting to think that they aren't good and i mean (laughs) what what i'm noticing it two things okay a kevin durant is still out for covid protocols okay d two we already know that that team doesn't play defense so 
I think A, with a combination of A and B, you're not going to win right now. And C, you have a first-year coach, uh, Steve Nash, who's like trying to tell you behind the scenes, like, what team do you guys want to be? And no one can have that mentality because there are too many Chiefs and not enough Indians. Oh, And I am not racist (laughs) by that statement. I'm just trying to give you a better, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. uh, No, I get too many Chiefs in that that crew. It's what I've always said. That's what the only problem with constantly telling people that they need to be better leaders, need to be better leaders. Then you are going to have people that are only wanting to be in charge and lead. And then you will have no one who's like, I would love to take direction and do the job and help the team. So I can't fully blame uh, Dan Tony. I can't fully blame Steve Nash right now. Again, I think really, and what, in my opinion, the glue on that team is is Kevin. So because to say it, I think you're right. I've been very critical of him in the past because of the whole Golden State thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and his general attitude has kind of been more negative, but he seems to be mature on the basketball court. I'm not blaming Kyrie because he's like, well, we've been playing kind of average, bro. I'm not blaming that on you again. Like you just said, it's just Kevin has a way of like, I think behind the scenes of talking to you and being like, Hey man, (laughs) I'm trying to win. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna tap you on the shoulder. So James doesn't really approach the game like that. He's like, just give me the ball. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's just going to ball. He's going to play. And then Kyrie is just kind of like the world is flat. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much dude. He has some out there. Uh, ideas and I I don't know if he's on the same page as they are as far as you know mentally I think he thinks of things more broadly and doesn't necessarily stay in the game the way that maybe those two guys do everybody when he's on he's very good yeah and everybody is so critical right now of the Nets for being defense 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 but here's my argument for that remember you don't have to be just defense we've actually seen that you can just be offensive if you just turn on the pace and you can outscore a team that yeah. actually works too so that's my argument as well maybe that's the culture they're trying to do I don't think so but you <laughs> could do that in theory you could convert that and that could be your mentality going forward. Uh, because that worked for Golden State, as you know, that worked for Houston for a little while. Uh, and D'Antoni was definitely there when that happened. So I just want to be like neutral on my judgment for that as far as like really placing a lot of stock on that team right now. I will be looking for the Lakers versus them coming up next week. Uh, and we'll see what happens. Kevin Durant should be back in the rotation uh, for that match. LeBron James. Everybody on uh, Anthony Davis as well. That should be a very, very good preview because apparently everybody believes that they're going to be the two teams in the finals. So I would look for this as being a major game and just seeing what happens. Very critical offensive possessions and seeing how uh, everybody handles themselves. Uh, As far as the Lakers go, I'm still proud of them. Still kicking butt over in the West Coast. how do you feel about the 76ers right now still, Kyle? Uh, they're number one in the East. I think they're kind of somehow flying under the radar right now. Okay. Uh, I think I've said kind of since the beginning of the season when they they got the Rockets GM 
Um, and he's kind of started putting the pieces together that I think it's kind of make or break this year. And I think that they're kind of playing pretty well. So we'll see how they do. I think, I think they have a really strong chance to come out of the East. It'll just come down to a playoff series and you know, whoever they face, whether do you think they're a four game team or a seven game team, like a seven game series for mm-hmm. anybody. Well, yeah. I mean, I think they could easily get into a seven game series if they played somebody like the nets or even like the Celtics or, um, other, or the Bucks. I mean, you don't think Miami? No, Miami. I mean, they have been playing really bad. I know, but <laughs> so just, it's kind of it? tough for me to like really put any stock. And they just got really hot last year. I mean, let's just call it what it is. They got really hot. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun. Heat. <laughs> um, and then yeah, they just they got a little bit exposed in those finals with you know. Jimmy Butler can't put a cape on every game. And then you had Tyler Hero, who also needs the cape, mm-hmm. kept fluttering in the wind. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't think so. I think, I think right now I would say that the, the Sixers have the best shot, um, unless the Nets can really get it together. Okay. I like that. I like that. So, uh, All Star game is going to be in Atlanta. Uh, yeah. That is confirmed. Is and- courtside Karen invited? <laughs> That's a good joke. Probably not. <laughs> so I just found out this is kind of breaking news. So the NBA is processing a plan to incorporate the slam dunk competition into the halftime show of the All-Star Game. What? Yes, on March 7th at State Farm Arena. <clears throat> the three-point shootout and skills competition are also expected to be part of the Sunday night routine as well which I always thought they should have been doing in the first place. So everything just happens at one. It's more fluid and everybody can be in attendance and everybody's like, yeah, man, we having a good time because like I, the only thing that should happen on Saturday night, in my opinion, is the uh, civilian one. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, where the, the game, yeah, the civilian game where oh, celebrity, game? celebrity, essentially, <laughs> you know, yeah, where yeah. they're like, Hey, hey like Kevin Hart's over here. Justin like, Beaver <laughs> should be in here. So I'm about that. And I'm, I'm kind of cool with it. Well, we were talking about like earlier this week, cause these players are getting quote unquote upset and, uh, in their feelings about having to play in the all-star game. Yes. Cause they don't feel like, this year they should be focused, which I kind of feel is disrespectful because especially since the new format for the all-star game is dedicated to Kobe Bryant as well. So I just feel like you're kicking him while you're down. Well, yeah, exactly. And even a step further there, the league is hurting financially because they're not having fans in attendance and they're missing out on 30 games. They'd have did all the stuff in the bubble for the safety of the players. And they like, really are still paying the players a majority of their salary and for the players to get upset because they're asking them to go play in an all-star game, which is part of their job to me rubs me as a fan the wrong way. I'm like, well then I don't want to like, yeah, you, Oh, you don't want to play. I guess I don't want to (laughs) watch. It's true. You know, it's a, it's a product. If you don't want to play, then you should have sat out the season. Are you playing every night? What do you, and they're talking about safety concerns. You're getting (laughs) tested every day. You're getting there with people that you know are clean. And if they're not, that's just the way things roll. Sometimes it would be the same if you were at home or if you're out, we've seen people get sick 
doing the normal thing or staying at home. So I'm just confused on this whole upset. Everybody's upset about it. I mean, as the, the overlying, just nobody wants to work and frontline jobs gone all the way to nobody now wants to work on these professional basketball teams. Anyway, that's my rant. Now as an yeah. HR professional, we have a lot of trouble right now finding people that will actually show up to work <laughs> because uh, whatever. But it's not just us. It's like everybody in general mm -hmm. in America so, yeah. or in the world rather. So uh, my last question for NBA and I will, uh, we can wrap it up on this. So LaMelo. LaMelo. Playing really hard. I think he's in contention for rookie of the year. How do you Ooh, feel about that? Maybe, maybe. I mean, he needs to get, do something about that hair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think he's actually, in my opinion, the best rookie that's definitely come into the league. And he's definitely shown his stripes. I like that he's uh, done it very well as far as like not living in his brother's shadow um, uh -huh. and just elevating over his dad as well. Being like, oh, you, you, I have this expectation of you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think he's done very well just how he's handled himself. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, he's playing in the, in a grown man's league and he's holding his own. So there, I mean, you cannot discount that by any means. Um, Got to remember we're still early in his rookie season. I mean, we're almost halfway. That's what I'm saying. So I'm trying to be fair. Yes. Like with him. He's so. on pace. He's, he's on, on pace. pace. Yeah. Okay. Um, And we'll just have to kind of, let the chips fall where they may. And it's also a very weird rookie season because okay. you didn't even have a full college basketball season. Ooh, so he's point. really the only one even in contention on the list because none of these other players are getting a ton of playing time. These other rookies. Okay. Or, or an, yeah, like an actual opportunity to do well. And he had former pro basketball experience, be it in Lithuania but that's still experience. Still experience. Like he's a, he was playing with grown men, not college kids. Yeah. So and he didn't speak the language, so it was pure basketball over there. Yeah. Like I'm gonna put the ball in the basket. Yeah. <laughs> it's all you can do. Ball. 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 ball, ball. ball. All right, guys. On our next segment, uh, we've got a little bit of NCA basketball. Ooh. We're gonna chit chat about uh, coming yeah, at you. Yeah, baby, diaper dandy. <laughs> Uh, so stay tuned for that on I'll, I'll Tell You What. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to I'll Tell You What. Guys, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of the bubble that is developing, and we're not talking about actual bubbles you blow outside with, you know, like uh, soap. Bubble watch. Bubble watch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's for the NCAA, so apparently for the tournament this year, we will be having a bubble, which is kind of cool. Bubble. Um, that way we can keep the players safe, but we can actually participate in it. So they took a little bit off of the NBA's uh, feedback and saw what they experienced and decided this is what they're going to do to go forward this year for the safety of all players, which I is kind of cool. 
I think they were going and feeling a little bubblicious. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> and we're not talking about bubblegum. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, guys, as far as teams that should be in the bubble, we've got a little list for you right now. I do know, Kyle, you want to start with the SEC, ACC? What do you want to start with? Uh, Let's start uh, close to home here with a little SEC. Okay. So this might surprise a few people, but right now ESPN has Alabama as a lock for the, for the NCAA tournament, which is the only team they have currently as a lock in the SEC. Now we have a few other members of the SEC brethren that should be in, but we're not, they could go on a losing streak and potentially get out. So you got Missouri who I've seen them play one game and they were pretty good. Tennessee has been really good over the last few years. So they're just kind of, you know, and they're in the upper echelon right now in the sec. Okay. You got your Florida Gators who is also, you know, should be in, um, you know, there's some of these other teams like, you know, who I'm LSU. shocked that I like haven't heard of and who's having a bad season. Kentucky is having a bad season. Yes. Kentucky is not even on the radar right now. <laughs> Yeah, they are. I don't know what's going on over there with uh, Coach Cal. Yeah, but they they're having some struggle bus. Okay. Um. So we'll keep an eye on that moving forward. I don't think that they're going to make the tournament this year, which would be like, whoa. Are you think they're going to knit or anything? I oh actually- yeah, 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 okay. yeah. The National Invitational Tournament. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, that being said, let's jump to where do you want to go next? You want to go ACC? Yeah. yeah. What do you got? So we've got Virginia as a lock, and I've actually watched a few of their games. They're not too bad, the Cavaliers. So shout out to them for their coach uh, dresses real sharp, guys. Yeah, he does. Uh, let's lock that down. So this is I. They've been good for a few years now. Uh, they won the were, Natty, right? Yeah, last year or the year before. No, they didn't even play the play, Natty last no, no, year, no, but the got, year before they did. Yeah. So they, I would say they've been. Uh, their recruiting is is on point at this point. So, yeah. yeah. But again, you're in the ACC, and when I think of ACC, this means you're elite basketball. So that's true. It's a yeah. basketball conference, and if you're not doing well in basketball. Kind not pulling your weight. It's yeah. like when an SEC football team sucks. You're like, whoa, what is your purpose in life? What <laughs> is your purpose? Yeah. <laughs> not to be. <laughs> so uh, uh, who should be getting a bid is going to be Florida State Seminoles. Uh, Seminole. <laughs> Shout out uh, to the Ritter crew. Yes, Seminole. Uh you got a just for some background. Let's yeah. just give everybody a little background on this. So John and I used to work at a dinner restaurant called uh, Little Ritters, right? So there was this young um, uh, PYT, pretty young thing. Yes, that that started working there. And um, John, what was what? How did this come about again? She was Indian, and I was like, like from. India. India. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, are you like from the country? Like, I don't know. Like, I was just trying to make like a light conversation about it. <laughs> so, like, she's like, no, I'm actually like Indian, meaning like Seminole Indian. And I was like, Seminole. <laughs> <laughs> so now, like, we always make fun of John because, uh, 
it's it was so funny because he was just like, oh, like a Seminole. <laughs> so anytime we see the Florida State Seminoles, we always are like, a Seminole. Anyway, we just had to explain that one. It was kind of funny. Yes. Uh, we've got the Virginia Tech Hokies. Also Ooh. looking to get into the basketball bubblicious tournament. They should have a bid as well. Also, Dude, Big League Chew should sponsor the uh, bubble. Ooh, <laughs> they should. They should. Uh, Louisville Cardinals. Uh, I'm surprised that they actually have a bid since they have a lot of uh, scrutiny going on behind Ooh, the scenes. Of that school. Yeah. So they have a lot of controversial things that happened in their offseason. We're not going to talk about that. But like what? Just some off the court issues and oh, players and stuff like accepting that. Accepting so bribes. A lot of violations, NCAA violations. Ah, yes. Of course. So I'm surprised that they're even eligible at this point. Uh, but the big surprise for me, who I have not seen in a long time, who should be getting a bid, is the Clemson Tigers. Whoa! So that is very, very fascinating to me. <laughs> They're not um, getting in. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But, <laughs> they lost by 35 to Virginia, dude. Uh, they have no. been ground into a fine powder by Virginia, Georgia Tech beat them by 18, Duke beat them by 26, and the Seminoles beat them by 19. That means they suck. Dude, I, that's what I'm saying. I can't say anything yet. A lot of people say that, but what happens in the tournament? That's all I can say. That's right. right. Once that ball's tipped off, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So <laughs> just be patient. That's what I'm saying, guys. Like, Don't make your judgments. We're trying to help you with your bracketology that's coming up mm -hmm. for the tournament. True, true. So, what about our, our favorite team? Uh, the Heels? Uh, that's a, the fine school, the real fine school? Uh, yeah. Uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, I have not been happy with them this whole season, guys. I'm going to be real with you. They've been looking very lackluster. They got some work to do. A lot of work to do. So I just don't think they know how to finish. Um, I'm not going to put that on the coach. I just feel like the players just aren't – they're near caliber. They just don't know how to execute at this point. So, like, that's really what it's going to come down to. You can open – you can play through the shift, but I need you to close. You know what I mean? So that's really what it comes down to. Uh, as far Wait, as... Real quick, we at least have to talk really quick about how there's a big name missing from this ACC list. Duke. The Dukies yeah. are having a terrible season as well. So you got per perennial powers, Kentucky and Duke, not on the radar this year. Something to, uh, something to keep an eye on. Yes. Um, to see if that continues moving into next year. Maybe we could be looking at some coaching changes. I don't know. That's, that's fair to say. Uh, but I don't think they're going to get rid of Coach K anytime soon. You don't think so? He's old, though. I don't think so. I think he's not. Coach K is old. He's old. <laughs> uh, I think he's probably got at least another five years on him, Coach K. So. Five years? He's got he, five. He, you know he's like older than Nick Saban. I'm just telling you, I think he's got another five and then he's going to retire. So I think he's going to try and like, cause he's probably, what got, if he gets the COVID? I still think he's got five years. <laughs> I think cause he's also what you guys, if you don't know this guys, he's also one of the coaches for the Olympic basketball team. So he's still got that on his um, belt as well. Yeah. So I, that's what I'm saying. I think he's still got a little bit more time in the coaching industry. I don't think he's ready to give it up. He's kind of like Kobe where he's like, I'm not going out until I'm forced out. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so as far as the Big 12 goes, uh, Instalock uh, is Baylor. 
So, Baylor. Baylor University. Uh, Assurance should be the Texas Longhorns. A lot of Texas going on in here. Texas Tech as well. Um, the Red Raiders. The Red Raiders. So we should be uh, pretty good on the Tejas. Yeah, and then you got Oklahoma and West Virginia kind of rounding out. And, of course, the Jayhawks. The Jayhawks, yeah. Kansas. So they're another perennial power, but they're not struggling. So that's that's good for them. Yes. Good job, Bill Self and the Kansas City Jayhawks. Yeah. Not Kansas City. Just regular Kansas, not the city, the state. So let's see. We still got to just brush into the big uh, let's let's go Pac-12 next, because I actually think the Pac-12 is one of my favorite conferences to watch when it comes to basketball. Because they're a basketball. Yeah. So you got USC, probably my favorite. They are not an insta bid, not an insta bid. I need to stress this. That's true. They have a they 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 could be a potential five seed if they go you know, up to their potential, according to ESPN. Um, but I, there's something about USC basketball that has always like appealed to me. If I was going to go to a basketball school and I lived out west, I would probably go USC. Would you really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. interesting. Because here's the thing, like they, they really put out some good b-ball players. I would have said you, I'm sorry, UCLA. Honestly, I like UCLA, them. but. As far as basketball specifically, I don't know what it is. I think SC has like the goods. Really? Yeah, because they might pay you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's that's funny. That's very funny. I see what you did there. Uh, so UCLA is also on the block to get in. Uh, Colorado is, and of course, I knew my team was on for quack, this. They've been quack 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 quack. The quack attack is back, Jack. So the big O, the Oregon Ducks. Oregon Ducks has actually been uh, – Oregon is a very good powerhouse. They've been good for probably the last like good 10 years as far as basketball, um, getting ranked and national attention and getting some viewership. But the problem that they have is they just don't know how to uh, execute at the final, final level. So uh, it was just like they either got outplayed or just could not execute in that game. Mm-hmm. So – I am happy to see them up there. They should be in, and that's cool. Clap, clap, bravo, glass of Moscato for them uh, making that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you have Stanford. Stanford, yeah. Stanford. They, they got some work to do, though. They're not a lock. Yes. They are not a lock. If I had to flip a coin, I would definitely put my money on Oregon over them, just so you know. Dude, the Big Ten Moving on to the Big Ten, they have three teams that are a lock. They have the big boys, Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois, all but guaranteed a spot in the tournament already, which is better than any of the other conferences. I'll just say that. Um, Then, you know, bringing up the rear uh, that probably will get in, you got Iowa, Iowa Hawkeyes, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Pardos, Rutgers. Uh, so, I mean, Big Ten's playing well. And I don't know how they're doing it because it's cold as a witch's you-know-what up there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of fun, dude. We never really talk college basketball, so. 
Yeah, but that should help you guys as far as getting a little bit of a picture going forward. Maybe we'll touch on this next week just a little bit more. That way you have a little bit more insight going into your March Madness. Maybe. Um, so just just some food for thought for you guys. We're just trying to help everybody stay active because, again, we've said this before, it's hard for you to track teams because you don't know what's really going on with COVID. So, yeah, there's a lot of teams taking a – Taking a breather due to COVID. So yes. it's uh it's all good, man. That's why we're here. We're gonna help out. Exactly. But um but in closing, my friend. Yeah, uh as far as closing shots, wanna shout out uh, you know, uh Christy Wright, uh just way to make it happen. Also wanna shout out Amber Hughes, Stacy Meeks, wanna shout out your wife, actually. She's awesome. Uh wanna shout out my sister Joy, wanna shout out my mom. Uh, those are just my shout outs for this week. Wow. Okay. Monica Melendez. No, well. Monica. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. Uh, I love a good shout out. No doubt. Um, you know, shout outs as well from me to all those same people and anybody that I'm forgetting, you know, just know that I love you. <laughs> as Barney would say, I love you. You love me. (laughs) We are one big happy family. That's true. That's true. Um, And guys, uh, as far as some other closing thoughts, we are in the second week of February in 2021. Um, I want everybody to just think really hard about using your power. Okay. Now this is a subject that is kind of funny to me, but also at the same time, like it actually holds some value. So yeah. I was actually listening to uh, a comedian podcast. His name's Bert Kersher. Okay. And it's him. Bert! Yeah. It's him and another guy, Tom Segura. He wasn't the Bert show, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, he comes on there and he's like, I'm just, I'm uh, I'm enjoying my power today. So his power is recognizing that he often drinks too much and his power is the ability to have one drink and enjoy that one drink and not overdo it and not think I need to like have all these other ones to make a night of this because when he exercises that and like brings it to his conscious, he can enjoy that feeling of just having the one and it's his power. It, it enables him to be better in the rest of his life. I know it sounds crazy, but like, so just think about things like that for yourself. So, you know, the things that you can do that maybe uh, you're not necessarily doing because you feel like, oh, I'd rather do this. It helps me, you know, I feel more comfortable if I watch three episodes of this show on Netflix. Your power could be doing that. Like, I'm going to watch this one episode and get maximum value instead of zombieing out and then feeling really, really bad after you've watched five or six episodes in a row because you've been staring at the screen and you realize I didn't even enjoy Boy, the show yeah. anymore because I just like overdid it. Yeah. So that could be something, okay. you know, that's just, fair. you know, I was just thinking like it, it, as funny as it was because he just kept on and be like, I'm enjoying my power. <laughs> you know, but like when he really broke it down, you're like, you know what though? If you That's can do things in moderation or find the little things that will make your life better, and it's just those little things, man. It's like one small change, but it makes uh, a world of a difference. I yeah. almost said something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a fun thing. Um, but yeah, man, 
Uh, I'm hoping to have a great weekend. I'm going to see John. I'm going to be working at the North Roswell J. Gritstifers. Come see us. On Alpharetta Highway Georgia. Yeah, yes. we're going to be there serving love in the form of pancakes yes. and eggs. <laughs> and bacon. And bacon. Yes. Yeah. So come see us. Uh, we got you all, all smiles that day. So uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll catch you next time on I'll, I'll tell, tell you what. what.